Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 194, recorded on Tuesday the 31st of October 2017 at 23.48 hours and 55 seconds in the evening. So it is just at the end of Halloween, as I promised. So there is a Halloween show today. It's going to be a bit different, probably a bit shorter, and I don't really have that much of a structure for the show because my show notes are scanty to say the least. What is different, and I'll take a photograph to show you afterwards, is that I am simultaneously recording on three different devices. Now, do you remember a couple of shows ago when I was saying I'm really fed up with the sound quality, and it's probably down to my technique rather than lack of equipment? So what I have done is I have my normal dynamic mic pointed right at my face, right at the hottest point of pickup. Usually I speak into the side of the dynamic mic because I have a lisp and yeah, the sibilance gets uncontrollable. But the problem with that is when you do that, you lose the stuff that you want to record are your voice and you get more of the background noise or hiss or traffic not too far away from here that you may or may not be able to hear. So that's one change. The other change is I am using my little very high quality portable digital recorder that I hardly ever use. It's just a little Sony. I tried using it with a nice shotgun mic the other day, but the sound I got felt felt a bit too artificial. And of course, shotgun mics have an even tighter focus pattern, they're super cardioid, and this is getting needlessly techy. And the third recording device that I'm using is my Moto G from 2015. Oh, one thing that I could mention, slightly techy, but it may be of some help. I recommended that people with mobile phones, smartphones of course, mobile phones, who says that anymore? Actually, who says smartphones anymore? They're just ubiquitous phones and they're all smart. Yeah, if you have a smartphone, my recommended recording software is recorder from Sony, or Sony Recorder, you'll find it really easily on the App Store, the Android App Store, and it is free and it's without ads, but my, recommend but my recommended settings were that you have it set to mono with high quality, because my main phone mic is mono. What I didn't realise is that there is another mic at the top of the phone. It's a little pinhole thingy. And I think what that does is it's the mechanism by which you get noise cancelling. So one mic picks up the majority of the noise, the other mic picks up the same noise and then it does some kind of comparison thing and you end up with a better recording. A better recording at a lower volume, so you might get more background hiss, but definitely a better recording. So now I have it set to stereo, so that's my recommendation. Just check the specs at GSM Arena for your phone to see if it does have two mics, and if it does, try it on mono and try it on stereo, and you might find that stereo has less noise. On my particular phone, with stereo on, I lose 
the helicopter-like chopping noise that I sometimes get, and I can't really understand why that is. So that's one thing. And, wow, we're just talking about tech. And I've only got less than seven minutes to say Happy Halloween. So Happy Halloween, everyone. The reason for the show is, honestly, I was a bit fed up. There was nothing to do for me on Halloween. I had no parties to go to, Mr. Popularity, and nothing better to do other than sulk over my lack of success with those useless dating apps that I was giving a test drive, doing a review, not really a review, I was trying them for myself, and they were utterly useless. I'm not going to go through all of them now, but I was using all the usual suspects like Tinder, Bumble, oh, what's that nerd one? Oh yes, Dragonfruit, and a few others as well. And without exception, they were all utterly rubbish. And by the way, on the subject of dating apps, when another company that has recently brought their own dating app to market, saw my tweets, they sort of half sadly pitched me, saying, how about our app? And I did point out that I only have an Android phone and I couldn't use theirs because it was on iOS. A few hours later, I got a tweet back saying, sorry, we will get round to doing iOS. But there's a bigger problem. It's not really the platform. It's the fact that do these things even work? Given I'm not Richard Gere or someone incredibly good looking, I'm fairly average. But absolutely no interest. Huh. So what I thought I'd do to cheer myself up was to do a podcast. I'm not sure. I've thought this through because it's tiring doing this podcast. I was going to do it completely unedited, but there is no way my OCD will let me do that. So I will be editing this podcast. But the other thing that I said is that... If you join me, it will help me avoid getting blotto tonight, which makes me sound like a complete alky. And nothing could be further from the truth, because... Do you remember that... I, actually, now I'm saying that, I did get blotto for my birthday. Very, very drunk. And there is a lot of booze left over from that. But the thing is, I got so drunk that... Oh, let's see, how long ago was it my birthday? It was over a month now. The thought and the trace memory smell of booze just makes me want to projectile vomit. It makes my stomach, if my stomach was a little passenger on an ocean liner and I was an ocean liner, I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor. What I'm saying is my stomach would be running for the rails and hurling onto a whale or something equally environmentally unsound. So instead of that, instead of me getting blotto, which I wouldn't have done anyway because oh, I'm feeling queasy just thinking about it, I thought I would nibble on some sweets which are still remaining from my birthday. I was given a huge box of sweets and in an attempt not to kill myself I have rationed them out. Actually, I didn't rash them, them out. If they were chocolate, they would have gone by now. But they're traditional sweets, so all different types. Although, I have given the ones away that have beef or pork gelatine, because Hindu. And I've got the others left. The vegan-friendly ones. Although I'm not a vegan. Yeah, Hindu. Vegetarian, sort of. No, not a vegetarian. I forget that. But anyway, the box of sweets are coming back at some point during the podcast. I may have to hit pause. Now all I can think about is sweets. Great. Oh, and 
it wasn't just to keep me company and talk about tech and talk about the fact that now I've got an itch right in the middle of my back. Damn it. Okay. No. I did do something traditionally Halloween today. I watched a horror movie. And I watched Happy Death Day. Yeah, this seems to have picked up a bit of a cult following. It is from Bloomhouse again. Man, that guy's got to be loaded by now. And I don't really fancy doing a film review, but I'll tell you, if you want a little bit of entertainment and you can turn your brain off for a while, this is the one for you. Because there hasn't really been a teen slasher movie for a long time, and this does something a little different. Though I will say that I was a bit disappointed, because 20 minutes into the movie, I knew exactly how this would play out, and it turns out I was completely wrong. It was something far more mundane, unfortunately. And that's going to happen to you. I swear, 20 minutes into Happy Death Day, you will know exactly who the killer is. And take it from me, you are going to be completely and utterly wrong. Now, I've done no research apart from watch the Bloomberg logo. Oh, Bloomberg, not Bloomberg. Bloomhouse logo. You know, up or down at the beginning of the movie, so I have no idea who's in it, who directed it, nothing. But it was enjoyable, and largely for the acting of the main actress, who has somehow managed to combine being a prime, I can't say that word, but it begins with B, and it's another word for a horrible person, with being really funny. It is almost solely down to her that the film works. So I am taking my hat off to whoever that actress is. I'm not wearing a hat, but yeah. I'm not trying to be funny either. That wasn't my humour, that's just my quirkiness. Thank you for reminding me everyone, I'm quirky. That wasn't to you, the listeners, that was to other people. And... Oh dear, I am running out of stuff to talk about. Let's have a look at the show notes that I did write down. Well, that's just stupid. I was trying to be funny. Do you want me to read out a line that I thought was funny? So after that little introductory bit of why I'm doing this podcast and the film that I saw... I wrote this line thinking, oh, this is a bit of dry humour and you'll appreciate this. And here goes, there'll be lots of pauses and mouth sounds and slurps. Don't worry, it's not Chianti and fava beans. It's a bunch of traditional British sweets and some Indian ones. By the way, I didn't get round to getting the Indian ones because I did bugger all today. And lashings of ginger beer. Yeah. Ditto with the ginger beer. There is no ginger beer. Which is a pity. And now it is no longer Halloween. It is over the cusp of Halloween, which probably means something. But it's years since I've read any occult books. So I can't remember what's supposed to happen. No, nothing creepy is happening, unfortunately. No, nothing at all. It's a bit echoey in here, but that's because... Do you remember back to the beginning of the podcast I said I was using three different recording sources? Right, well, the phone I can't monitor the sound on. The dynamic mic I could, I could plug it into the mixer, but I can only use one device at a time, so I'm plugged into my little recorder, the Omni... the recorder with the Omni mics, and... Omni mics pick up the sound from everywhere, so I am hearing a bit of room reverb. You know, I never liked the idea of having any room noise in podcasts, because I always thought that it sounded better, or it does to me. Usually, when I'm listening to a podcast, I like the intimate closeness of 
of hearing the voice in your head. So anything that pushes out any atmos to give you an impression of the surroundings is a distraction. And yet, just before this podcast, I listened to someone else's podcast. It wasn't that well produced, and they were using some form of omni pickup pattern, and there was room noise, and there was even a faint bit of background noise. And you know what? It sounded great. So maybe I'll change that. But I've got three options, because three devices. <sighs> now, I know that box of sweets is in the kitchen, in the second drawer down, just above the document. So, you know, give me a second. Ha! Huh. What a pain. I've got three devices, so I'm going to have to pause all three of them. Oh, great. Oh, you know what? You can listen to my footsteps. I won't pause. Okay, just wait there. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in a second. Phones back on. Ah, open my large box of sweets. Swivel a bit closer to the mic. Oh, all those noises. Not really professional. So what have I got in here? Hmm, I've got some kind of hard sugar-coated dice-shaped sweets of all different colours, translucent fruit colours, I suppose. I've got a kind of whistle with, with a sweet in it somewhere. Let, let me try. Hold on. I can't hear a thing. Maybe I have to open it. I have to, oh, oh, hold on. I don't know. I suppose you have to eat it first or something. I don't know. Way too complicated for this time of night. Fizz whiz with super loud popping action. Ah, ha ha. <laughs> yes, this was made for radio. Oh, sorry, I'm not on the radio podcast. Didn't even make it to the radio. Ah. Okay. Yeah, don't get me started about the radio. If you're a long-term listener to the podcast, you know the trials and tribulations I have had trying to get myself onto the radio. Oh dear, this doesn't look appetising at all. How can I describe this? Well, I've got a colourful red packet and on the front it says Pop Whiz! Super loud popping action. Inside... That's how you're vegetarian, doesn't it? Strawberry flavour popping candy, but it's all in... It looks like pork scratchings. You would have thought they could have added some deadly but luminescent e-additive colourings to this to make this look a bit more appetising. Okay, here goes. Mmm! Can you hear that? It's almost hard. Yeah, I can see an audacity and pushing it up. Uh, yeah. You know what? Oh, it's not that good. It just tastes like fizzy sugar. <laughs> oh, that's not the keeper. What's this one? I've got a double dip. <laughs> Lollipops, chewits, cola flavour chewits. Let me try one of those. Ugh. 
not the phone. Oh, how do you even open this? It seems welded, the paper's all welded together. Aha! Oh, this is a, <laughs> a salmon pink lozenge of flesh-coloured chewy stuff. Again, not really that appetising looking. Really, chaps, you need to put back in those deadly E additives. Okay, here goes. Oh, God. Mmm. Okay, uh, this one. Mmm. Oh, creaking and bobbling. Mmm. Oh, this is rather good. It tastes slightly cola flavoured, a bit like a Virgin Cuba Libra. Mmm. Oh. I wanted to savour that, but. Oh dear, I had to swallow it, I would never have gone on with the rest of the show. Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the episode when I ate one of those astronaut ice cream packets that I always wanted to try but never got round to doing. But those cola chewits are very nice. I'm not giving those away, so let me tell you. Not giving those away. Did I say that? I'm asking you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I've got those hard assorted boiled sweets. Total weight 250 grams. Now if I open this I'll end up having to finish them in a week or something. Uh, what else have I got? Love hearts? this? Palma Violets. What the hell is that? Ah, <laughs> ah, you know what I have? I have those little straws of sherbet powder and I will say to the people making these plastic straws, terrible for the marine environment. Start using something else. And I'm again faced with a dilemma. Hard plastic straws, nothing to cut it open with. Oh, I'll have to make a trip for scissors. This is just way too tempting. Excuse me a moment again. There'll be some rummaging and unprofessional studio noises, but bear with me. just snip the top off. You know, this recording arrangement, one thing that is annoying that I didn't realise before when I had the mic on the stand and pointing down towards my head and it was out of the way and everything, and now I've got it pointed directly at my mouth, it's really intimidating. It's like one of those Dalek eye stalks pointing right at your mouth. But that's beside the point. I've got the sherbet here, sherbet, sherbet tube. Again, it's a fleshy pink colour. They really like their David Cronenbergian colours, which is strange for a sweet company, but okay. Mm. Oh, oh yes, that's tart and sweet and but not crackly hey here's an idea you know those pork scratching cat crackly poppy thingies i'm going to pour the sherbet in and i'll give it a mix 
Whoa, this should be interesting. Get ready for some more strange noises, and here we go. Wish me luck. Well, slightly better, but still not quite tart enough. I think the Chewits were the best. The cola flavour Chewits. Interestingly enough, I heard on the news earlier today when I did bother to get up that an increasing number of children are going into A&E with rotten teeth. So if you are stuffing your face with all these sweeties, remember to brush and use some fluorinated mouthwash afterwards. I think I've got that right. Fluorinated? Is that a word? I don't know. Fluoride-based mouthwash. I did make the mistake of going into Poundland about a month ago, and I usually use the Oral-B, whatever it is, the vile blue stuff that has, like all the other mouthwash, is a tiny percentage of fluoride. And this looked the same in the pound shop, and it was really cheap, about a third of the price of the usual mouthwash, so I bought a few of them. And after a month, I looked at the contents and realised it there. I realised that there was no fluoride in that at all. Not a good thing. So if you're buying your stuff from Poundland, just check the ingredients carefully. The reason I didn't check the the reason I didn't check the ingredients that carefully is because. I don't know if you're checking my Twitter feed, because I hardly do anymore, I'm just sick of social media in general. But I did tweet that I now have one, two, three, four pairs of glasses for everyday use. So I have, in order of usefulness, with the least starting first, my sunglasses, my normal... I'd say going out glasses, and they're both the same, they're both rip-offs of either Shuron or Ray-Ban. What's that kind of plastic that they use? It's quite good plastic, it's the vegetable-based polymer. I can never remember. Oh, you know, I've got the internet right here, and... Bugger if I can't have a look. So let's see, glasses materials. It's not acrylic, is it? I don't know why I'm asking. I'm only speaking to myself, which is what happens when you do a podcast. For so many years, on your own? Okay, plastic. Aha, here we are. Not acrylic, cellulose acetate. That's the stuff. So two of my glasses are the same material. One of them, sunglasses with the usual Ray-Ban, G, whatever, green tint, classic tint. And then the second pair has the normal distance lenses, only they're non-reflective. I don't really favour non-reflective because they tend to be really difficult to clean, but I am planning to use YouTube a bit more in future and actually film myself for YouTube because there is nothing better than to be inundated with racist scorn so that is what I am aiming for. So I have my sunglasses, my YouTube glasses, and 
I did say four, didn't I? Ah, yes, of course, my reading glasses, which are completely useless for reading, because I have grown up being very short-sighted, and I've got used to reading about a few inches just away from my face. And reading glasses are meant to be about a foot or so away, but they are good for using the laptop. They are exactly the right distance for using the laptop. And finally, and this is down to you guys, you who download this podcast but never tell me you download the podcast, so I'm just guessing from my statistics that more than me and my mum listens to this podcast... I have a pair specifically for using headphones, and I'm wearing them right now. They just have bog-standard distance lenses, but the difference is they're very close-fitting. They fit very snugly to the side of my heads, and I got the dispensing opticians to bend the ear-hooky bits slightly, you know, the hockey arm hooks behind the ears so that they hug the back of my head, rather than sandwich my ears between my headphones and the plastic material of the arms. Four pairs of glasses. Ridiculous. And it's still a problem. I go to the shops. I'm not going to carry around four pairs of glasses, because I'm not insane. I just wear one pair. The distance pair... And then I have to read the contents of whatever I'm buying by putting them right underneath the gap. Under my glasses, where there's no glass. Well, there's no glass anyway, it's all plastic. But you know what I mean. The gap between the lens and my cheek. That was a very, very long looping conversation about glasses, but they are a pain, aren't they? Why don't I have contact lenses, you ask? Astigmatism. One of my eyes has a eyeball like a rugby-shaped ball. My eyeball has a ball like a rugby ball. That's too many balls. That's balls. Anyway, yeah. I hear nowadays that you can get lenses to deal with astigmatism, but I have enough trouble just dealing with four pairs of glasses. And honestly, the big black glasses do kind of look retro cool. Without them, I would just look like an average bloke without glasses. Yeah, I am kind of scrabbling around for anything to say right now. What else can I tell you? Ah, yes! The film! Uh, Sorry about the shaking. Uh, Don't do this. Uh, Here's a tip. If you are a podcaster or radio presenter, do not rub your hands together near the mic, because it sounds like this. Comes out as little, little blobs on the waveform. (sighs) Oh yeah, the film. I was wondering. Wall gathering. Happy Death Day. It is a slasher movie combined with Groundhog Day, and the film makes no bones about it being that. And this has been reviewed to death, so I'm not going to talk about it. But what was coincidental is that, no, I'm not living this day over and over again, though it feels like it, but the last episode of Star Trek Discovery, which we haven't talked about, and... Again, I'm feeling burned out talking about things on the screen and I'm not really in the mood to do it, but that had the same theme. Amazing coincidence. The same day that I watch a film about an endless time loop, not that there's any shortage of those, like the terrible Looper. Yes, I said terrible, and if you're a fan of Looper, I don't care, it was rubbish. A better time loop film is Primer. And again, if you don't like that, you're wrong. But yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Back to Star Trek Discovery. The whole episode was about 
this weird sinister time loop. And it starred Harry Mudd. And if you haven't seen it yet, I won't go into it. But it struck me as a bit odd. If not strangely portentous. If you hear me doing the same podcast tomorrow at the same time, you'll know what happened. Um, right, yeah, I am really running out of things to say. I could give you an audio nerd tour around the house, but then I would be limited to only one recorder. But you know what, let's try that. I'm going to take you with me and walk around the house. You can see a few of the nerdy things that are around. So just give me a second. There'll be a few clickings and clackings. Again, I apologise for the terrible unprofessionalism. Oh, before ah, before we do that, I just heard of something else. Amazingly, Hans Zimmer was in Buggles. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Heard it today on a podcast. Although I listen to several hundred podcasts, so it's not surprising that I pick up bits of these useless bits of information. Data flotsam. But yeah, Hans Zimmer was in Buggles. Do you remember Buggles? Video killed the rain. Yeah, that one. I suppose it isn't that surprising, because now that I think about it, I don't even know what Hans Zimmer looks like. Heard a lot of his soundtracks, of course, in so many movies, Sherlock Holmes, other things, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, wasn't that one of them? But yeah, ah, yeah, wait, 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 Inception? Wait a minute. I think it's him and Nitin Sawney that have done all the film soundtracks for the last 20 years anyway, so it'll be one of those two. But back to our audio tour. Let me just carefully pick up the tripod that I screwed my little Sony to. It's good because it acts as a little pistol grip. Turn around carefully and not destroy the whole studio setup. Ow! Oh, yeah, almost fell over my own feet. But, you know, before we go on, let's talk about my feet. I really like Converse All-Stars, but they are hideously expensive. And I do have a pair in a box, but I'm not really willing to use them. So on my feet, I've got a pair of rip-off Converse All-Stars Oxfords, but made by Dunlop. They are exactly the same. Exactly the same fit, quality, everything, but unlike Converse All-Stars, which cost about £30-£40, pounds, these cost... And I hesitate to say this because you're going to think I'm a cheapskate, but these cost... Guess. I think the regular price is £8, and I may have got them on sale for £6. But then I did get them in that notoriously unstaff friendly shop what was the name of the shop sports direct huh well okay let me shuffle between the mics towards the wall see if there's anything of geekly value ah oh, i've got lots of books in this room on a set of incredibly rickety bookshelves Probably from Ikea, and all you'd have to do is give it a gentle blow and the whole lot would come down and kill me. But in one pile I can see the essential Calvin and Hobbes. There's a few graphic novels, a few horror novels that I haven't even read yet. Particularly Ian Watson's The Fireworm. I think I bought that book when I moved to this place. Uh, let's just walk around. Ah, there's another bookshelf here, just as a rickety, but the other ones were kind of fake dark wood colour. These are white. I say these. It is white. There's only one tall bookshelf. And there's quite a lot of books on here. 
there is my collection of Carl Edward Wagner that has gone everywhere with me since I was a child. And those books are Conan the Road of Kings, Darkness Weaves. So Conan the Road of Kings, obviously Conan. But then I've got, I think, most of the Kane collection. I've got Darkness Weaves, Bloodstone... New Terrors 1. Now, that has a short story by Carl Edward Wagner in there, but I can't remember what it is. Then I've got Dark Crusade, and then at the top I've got Curvy Macaulay's Dark Forces, a classic 80s anthology, which has Carl Edward Wagner's Where the Summer Ends, but is a great book anyway, and I recommend you tracking that down. Okay, what else is on the shelf? Oh, yes, I've got a few books that I never read because I was supposed to meet the author and do a podcast and the guy didn't turn up. What a hack. Then, I won't mention who that is. I have some semblance of professionalism left. Um, oh, I bought myself Clive Barker's The Scarlet Gospels, which is a continuation of the Hellraiser saga. And I haven't got round to reading that yet, but I am looking forward to that. I love Clive Barker. I've got Beneath That Arrival with Ted Chang's book of the film, or rather the book that they base the film on. Although, I think this is a... No, this is an anthology. I'm pretty sure that Ted Chang's Arrival is a short story. Because I downloaded a soft copy of it to read. I've got Andy Weir's The Martian. Well, I've seen the movie, can't be bothered to read the book anymore. I've got Scrivener's Moon, haven't got around to reading that yet. It's a prequel to Philip Reeve's Mortal Engine series. Very good series of books. The Puppet Masters by Robert Heinlein beneath that. I got that because I saw it and it is such a classic read. Beneath that, I've got Algis Budry's Michael Mass, a brilliant book again, and has been adapted to screen several times, although you probably wouldn't realise that that was the same thing, because the connections between the works are so different. But that's Algis Budry's Michael Mass, about a journalist whose DIY computer actually runs the entire world. Very imaginative. I've got Terry Pratchett's Raising Steam and a bookmark wedged into the middle of it. I started reading that a few years ago. I think I just became burned out by too much reading and starting to write as well. That seemed to occupy my literary time more than reading. On the bottom shelf, I've got a few books about gardening. Not that I'm a big gardener, but I do have a garden to maintain, so it comes in handy. I've got Paul J. Macaulay's very outdated fairyland. I say outdated because the concepts of artificial people isn't that outdated. It's just the surroundings and the technology that's around in the background of this book. Things like CD players. Do you remember what a CD player is? No? No. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what is that? I remember buying that. Oh, oh, it's Hunger Games with an interesting cover. I got a Greg Egan Distress. Olaf Stapleton's Starmaker. Ah, some good books. Douglas Adams' Mostly Harmless. I've got a few Karen Slaughters, not for me, but for my mum. I'll have to give them to her when I see her. Uh, Sue Grafton, again, mum. Um, I Am Legend, Richard Matheson. Oh, well done me for buying that. Haven't got round to reading that either. I've got, of course, the Hitchhiker's Guide trilogy. I've read that so many times in the past. I don't really have to read it for a while now. I've got 
Angel Maker by Mick Hardaway. Harkaway, sorry, Mick Harkaway. Why am I apologising? Everyone gets my name wrong. Bugger it. Golan's 50, another classic. Eric by Terry Pratchett about a demonology hacker. And if you know me, you'll realise. Yes, Wizard for Life. In D&D, anyway. Then there's... Ian Livingston's and Mark Gascoigne's Shadow Master. That's one of those choose-your-own-adventure books. I've got uh, Colin Greenland, Seasons of Plenty, and I'm going to go on and on about this. I've got Peter Benchley, The Girl on the Sea of... Is it On the Sea of Cortez or in? The Girl of the Sea of Cortez. Can you hear that little... Annoying clicking. That's a stupid, stupid headphone connection. Clicking against the socket. Stop it. Now, I'm not going to go through all the books, but needless to say, I have a lot of books. Well, a modest collection of books, many of which I haven't read, and some I have read many, many times. Funny, we were talking about Denis Villeneuve's Blade Runner 2049 the other day. I finally saw it at cinema, I thought it was really good. And back in February, he had been slated to make Dune. I've already mentioned that. And I've got the book Dune here. It just reminded me, thinking of that. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then on the top shelf, I've got some other books. It's a mixture of... Things like Tennyson's works, Chambers' Stepping Stones of Literature. That's a really old book for children with a kind of dumbed-down folklore for them to read. I've got, I think this is my dad's, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Go to me, T.S. Eliot's, oh, that's it. Old Possum's book. Practical Cats, Watership Down, that's not my book, that's my mum's. I think she bought it years and years ago. She might have bought it for me the, I don't know, Foils or W.H. Smith. But that's very definitely her book, and she really enjoyed it. When I read it, I did enjoy it, but I never forgave her for <laughs> introducing me to that book, because it is incredibly depressing. Um, okay, we're in a different room now. Oh, I really don't like that clicking. I'm not sure what I can do about it. Um, yeah, I've got a shelf in this other room just full of geeky odds and ends that all us geeks have. Things like minifigures. <laughs> little votive statues as well, strangely enough. So I've got... I was telling Mum this, it is really weird. I do wonder what people think of it, because I've got a shelf full of things that I really like, like Ben and Jerry's fish food. Just the empty, you know, <laughs> the empty cleaned out tub. Not a mouldering... Glutton's version of Psycho. No, no, I've got cleaned out boxes, but they're things like the Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Pringles box, Ch Chinese style chicken chow main box. <laughs> and then I've got the more usual geekly fare, like Pez um, dispensers. I've got two Sylvester's. One with the glasses and one just the normal Sylvester. Which, for obvious reasons, I, reasons, I quite like Sylvester. I have... And in amongst all that nerdly cutter and a couple of very, very old soft toys. And right in the corner, my Christmas tree. Because once you've decorated the Christmas tree, why bother doing it again? <laughs> just move it to the centre of the room once a year. I have 
small religious icons, like I've got a statue of Hanuman, a statue of Vishnu, and a tiny statue of Hanuman, and another couple of Vishnus. <laughs> and I've got a tiny Tibetan Garuda that a friend brought me back from, actually, Tibet. I think shortly after or before she was almost mugged, but anyway, she got me a small Garuda that I quite like. And let's move on, because this is getting a bit boring now. Oh, there's something on TV, don't know what it is. I've got the volume down. Oh, and around my second-hand sofa and chairs, <laughs> quite handily up the road, there is a couple of second-hand furniture places, so it wasn't too hard to furnish the place. On one of the chairs is my bass guitar. It's a short-scale 30-inch bass guitar. Somewhere else, ah yes, on the chair down here, is my banjolele. Yes. I'm still attempting to achieve or ascend to rock stardom. Wow, can you hear that? It's very echo in here in the kitchen now. I'm going to the utility room and thank God I've done the washing just before the show. I did the washing up. I think I left it piling for days. Let's go back in here now. I think I'm going to have to use the version that I have recorded on the Sony because, well, I've been round and round and away from the mics. I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that annoying clicking, though. What the? What's? Yeah, it's definitely the cable clicking in the socket. Stupid bugger. You know, this is a really good recorder. It's the PCM-M10 from Sony. And I've been looking for Sony stuff lately because I could do with a little world band radio. Not something expensive, but something that I can use to just pick up a few different wave bands. Ever since I discovered that my car's reception is really good, I think I can pick up Spain, and it sounded like Latin American Spanish, rather than Spanish Spanish. <laughs> so I don't know how my car can do that, but obviously if I want to listen to radio stations thousands of miles away, I can't go down to the car. Well, I suppose I could. I could go into the car in my dressing gown in the middle of the night and listen to the radio, but I think the neighbours already think I'm a bit odd, so maybe not. Uh, let's see, what else? I'll show you. That's about it, really. I could... There's not really much else. Oh, sorry about that. I just yanked the stupid monitor cable again. Great, no light bulb. Uh, in a storage room, there are just a few things around. I've got a toy accordion. Let's <laughs> uh, just put that back. You're getting a lot more noises than you usually would in any normal podcast. Click, click, click. That cable is absolutely driving me spare. they make a solid-state recorder? Why am I even calling it a solid-state recorder anymore? We're not in the 80s. Almost all recorders record onto a chip nowadays. Um, I've got some more books on the shelves, but now, what did I step on? Ah, don't worry, just Christmas cards. And it's the same Christmas cards I've been using for the last two years. And I don't think anyone will notice, so who cares. I've got some more books that I've not got round to reading. A couple of Raymond E. 
first. Not sure how to pronounce that. A Robin Hobb, Royal Assassin. I got quite a few of these books from a library sale. The idea was that I would try and trade some of the books, but the library sales never sell enough genre fiction. I did turn up, unlike a lot of people, to the library sale, though, with a wheelie suitcase. I've got one of those... Do you remember... Oh, back in the 90s, that company... I don't know what the relationship is, but they make those American tourists blue clamshell hard cases. Well, I've got one, and it's got wheels, and it's really handy for going to book sales, because you can carry a lot of books. Have a listen. Very sturdy. But yeah, I turned up the library with that suitcase, and the lady says, Oh, you're getting a bargain, or something like that, as if there would be any other reason for me to turn up with a suitcase at the library. Maybe they thought I was going to stay in the library. Maybe I should have done that. I'm coming in my pyjamas with a suitcase. <laughs> I've got a stack of videos as well. But nothing too unusual. The only one that I haven't seen so far in the stack is Lilo and Stitch, which I have heard is supposed to be very good. And I bought it because it had a bit of a supervillain in the story. And also it was sunny and hot, and I'm assuming at some stage there'll be a ukulele, because it's set in Hawaii, I think. But I haven't got round to watching that yet. Um, yeah, I think we'll go and sit down again, because this clicking cable's really going to drive me and drive you round the bend when you hear it. Well, let's move some of this stuff. Just moving the mic stand away, because we're really not going to need that anymore. And I'll put this back on the table. I've got to have a look at why that socket is loose. I've hardly used the recorder. Maybe it was a good thing that Sony got out of the electronics game. Ah, that was what I was going to mention. Yeah. So I didn't find um, a world radio that I liked. There is the Roberts looks a bit naff. I know it does work. You know the little silvery Roberts World Band radio? I gave my last one to my father. But that seems to be about the only brand one that you can buy nowadays. There are a lot of Far Eastern ones like Sagian, Sangian. And the problem is I don't know about these companies. They could be really good for all I know, but I know nothing about them. And the other problem is None of the Far Eastern companies now will stoop to making analogue equipment. That is, a radio with an analogue needle that goes up and down. You turn it around, it goes up and down and finds the station. And the reason I like those is they use very little battery, and they are absolutely idiot-proof. And when I say idiot-proof, I mean drunk-proof. You can tune something in, even if you're completely wasted, and not that I'm going to be for a while. But yeah, I couldn't find anything. I know that Sony have a series with ICF somewhere in the model number. But that's what I was getting to. My digital recorder, which is very high quality, apart from the stupid mic socket, not mic socket, headphone socket. And all their world band radios are no longer made. I know that they ditched the Veo laptop business a long time ago, but I had an early Veo, and let me tell you, it's a good thing that they got out of their business because they were rubbish at making laptops. But they were really good at making some audio equipment, and that's the thing. Sony is one of those big companies that something from one part of the company will share almost no brand identity with something from 
another part of the company. Sorry, not brand identity. It will have the Sony logo, but it will look like it was designed by aliens. My recorder looks like nothing Sony produces for anyone else. I read that they had a special team in Sony. Sorry about that, that was my stomach. That was probably the effect of my... What was it called? Oh, not pop whiz. Fizz whiz. Super loud popping action. But there's only one thing for it, you know. It's hair of the dog, so I'm going to have some more. Mm. Yeah, now we'll get back to um, what we were talking about. Maybe it has something to do with a financial scandal that Sony has been in the throes of. I don't know what it is, but it seems like they're not really making decent equipment anymore. Interestingly, in the prequel shorts for Blade Runner 2049, one of those shorts features... The recorder that is one level above the recorder that I'm speaking into right now. You'll see it if you watch those shorts. It's being used by the guy behind the desk. The British actor, I can't remember his name. He was in Doctor Strange. He was the funny librarian guy. But yeah, he is using the Sony model that is one above mine. And of course, what's interesting, in the Blade Runner 2049 movie, there is lots of Sony product placement. And it's weird that they would put that particular recorder in shot in a way that suggests that they're trying to advertise it, because they no longer make it. Yeah, so, strange, and disappointing that I couldn't find a world ban radio. I have a friend who's probably listening to this podcast who is way into radio, maybe I should ask him something budget that I can buy. But anyway, you know, I think it is time to end the show. I'm starting to actually get into the swing of this and enjoy doing it. And I'm thinking that I might let this out completely unedited. How about that? Yeah, it's going to be long and there's going to be lots of squeaks and pops and ers and erms and arms and legs and pauses and lisping. Or, as they say in the audio business... What do they say? Sibilance. Sibilance. Okay. Yeah, if that's the case, and my recorder just said I'm on a second track and I still have tape with which to record. What does it say? I think I've got 40 minutes left. So I can speak for a little while longer, but excuse me, I have to um, just clear my... I honestly don't know how radio DJs keep their passages pristine. And maybe I should expand that. I meant their nasal passages. Oh, right. No, this is going to be a long podcast. I think I better get it out there. So it was a delight to spend Halloween with you. And it was certainly better than a couple of pints that I wouldn't have drank because I would have been driving at Weatherspoons. And a film that no one wanted to see. I was going to see Thor tonight, but I just couldn't be bothered. I do want to see it at some stage, mainly because of Hella, of course. Hella, 
why not Heller? Goth, deadly, Kate Blanchett. Match made in heaven. I'll keep looking on Tinder. Unlikely, I know. Okay, and that's it for now. So this was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 194. Yes, 194. Recorded on Halloween, Tuesday the 31st of October 2017. And the time at the end of the show is no longer Halloween. It is now Wednesday the 1st of November at 54 minutes past midnight and 6 seconds. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye!